Okay, guys, before we kick off the podcast, just a usual reminder to sign up for a game-changing weekly e-letter that goes out to hundreds of men around the world. Just go to www.wholemanacademy.com forward slash movement. Right, let's jump in. Whole Man Academy. Because the world needs strong men. Whole Man Academy is changing the game for men around the world. It's for guys who want to live an epic life of fun and adventure, no matter what. We believe deep down, all men want to go on their own hero's journey to becoming resilient, confident, fearless, and fulfilled. Listening to be inspired by guys who don't settle for living a life of mediocrity. This is your call to action and call to adventure. Are you ready? Okay, guys, this is the Whole Man Academy podcast, episode 114. Uh, if you haven't already, go back and listen to 113 with Tim Hayes. Had a good few comments about that. A uh, really interesting guy who had kind of gone through different transitions and, uh, and is enjoying life, living his own version of an epic life, which is what we're all about, finding what your epic life is and going after it like everything depends on it, because it does. But in episode 114, it's just me today, and we've got lots of stuff to get through um, also, something at the very end, so stick around at the end for something special. We've got a little offer um, for guys that feel like they really want to uh, take action. So we'll cover that at the end. But in between that, we're talking about our e-letter and a big event possibly happening. Role models, we'll cover the new king, uh, cancel culture, some podcast guest information, a couple of questions from you guys, um, a really great book that I've been reading, which could recommend. Um, and, and I think that should pretty much do us. So um, let's kick off with um, our latest e-letter. Now I'll put the, I know plenty of you that listen to this will already um, subscribe to the e-letter, but I'll put the link in the show notes again. If you don't already, why not get involved? Hundreds of guys around the world, uh, across the world, listen to it, um, or I should say read it and enjoy it. And we put thought-provoking content in there. Um, but this week we talked about the Shemitah, the seventh year um, in a seven-year cycle. Now, I won't go into it here because uh, we talk about it in the e-letter and you can read all about it there. But one of the big things was about how the seventh year, often a large event happens across the world, be it financial. So usually something, um, you know, like a stock market crash or something that involves money and affects basically everybody in one way or the other. Um, and I've already had, we sent it out this morning. So I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday. We already had a couple of good emails from guys who've read it and said, Really interesting, uh, you know, give them something to think about and something to look out for. Uh, so who knows, maybe this weekend nothing will happen. Maybe it'll be in the days or weeks to come. Um, but uh, it's certainly something that uh, we want to provide some thought-provoking content and give you guys something that maybe you've never heard of before or you haven't read in any other normal kind of publications that you read for men. But here's the important thing, even from the e-letter, was talking about preparation as well. So let's say you thought there was going to be a big financial event coming up. You know, maybe it is that you don't resign from that <laughs> don't resign from that job that you're about to, um, you know, telling the boss to stick your job um, and moonwalk out of there might not be the greatest idea just at the moment when the, um, you know, there could be some financial turmoil around. Uh, also, maybe it's something like you're about to make a big purchase like a new car or a house or something like that. I know these things, you know, houses aren't necessarily easy to slow the uh, the wheels in motion, but certainly things like cars and, um, you know, big ticket things that you buy are able to you know, be put on ice until uh, you, you know, see whether things calm down or not. And as we mentioned in the letter, if you haven't realized already, the financial uh, environment isn't exactly looking great anyway. When you look at inflation, when you look at uh, job losses, when you look at companies that are trimming numbers, um, it might seem like a small percentage, 
but you've got a lot of these big companies that are freezing, hiring or reducing their workforce. That is, of course, going to have a knock on effect. And of course, all those people that may be losing their jobs would usually be spending you know, their hard earned money on well, not just mortgages and things like that, but obviously the little luxuries in life, the coffees, the lunches, maybe upgrading cars and all those kind of things and holidays. And maybe those things will be put on ice. And you can imagine that will have an effect on the uh, on the economy as well. The other thing, talking about um, about money, I mean, we we spoke on the e-letter a little while ago, and I mentioned it briefly today. Uh, do you understand what a bail-in is? So uh, people understand what a bail-out is. And that was when, you know, banks, uh, large institutions kind of basically say, we're bankrupt, we're about to go under. And the government give them a load of money to keep them afloat, uh, your money, unfortunately. Um, but a bail-in is something completely different because that's when if a bank was in trouble, the bank would take all the money from people that had deposited the money in the bank and use that to keep them afloat. Again, it's your money and that's where it comes from. So it's something interesting to think about. And I emailed a few guys who are in my, let's call it circle of trust recently to say, do not leave all your money in your bank account. Um, it might sound ridiculous, but as um, who was the podcast guest? I think it was Paul Miners. Um, based out in Australia, who um, said the term, you know, only leave in your bank account what you're prepared to lose, which might sound ridiculous. But if a bank suddenly went uh, tits up for some reason, and it could be a knock on effect, not necessarily of that bank, but it could be exposure to another financial institution or a financial event that they are you know, exposed to. Um, look at issues with uh, over in China at the moment with their housing and, and lots of kind of fake cities and non-payments. But that can have that cascade effect, which could end up with a bank or certain banks or all of the banks um, having, let's say, some financial difficulty. And therefore, they'd say, I'll tell you what we do. We'll keep all the money that you've given us. Thanks very much. We'll maybe let you have a little bit of it, but we'll keep all the rest to stay afloat. Thank you very much. And then you really are up creek without a paddle because there's nothing much you can do about it. So um, have a little think about that one. Again, we always say it's about us notifying you of these possibilities, um, because if we talk, we can talk about, you know, morning routines and mental health and what have you. But I'll give you a fucking clue. If there's one thing that will affect your mental health, it'd be building up a nice nest egg of money having all whipped away from you. So that's Baylin's. Investigate them if you can. And um, the next thing I want to talk about was the landscape for men today. And you might have noticed in some of the podcasts, so I often start with this question now because I think it's really interesting depending on where the guys are in the um uh well uh, across the world to find out what the landscape is like for men um one of the common things i mean pretty much across the board but definitely in, in western um in the western world let's call it is the levels of testosterone for men dropping literally off a cliff they look like the uh like the bitcoin chart at the moment just going down 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 and that's one of the things we covered in our energy protocol course was about um, how to optimize your testosterone, basically. And we give um, various different supplements, different things you can do to really try and become, um, you know, as well, use the word optimize as possible. Um, and we've seen guys, I mean, we've had over 100 guys have, have worked through the course. And some of the guys really found, um, you know, we've provided simple, effective ideas and tools for guys to help with their testosterone. So I'll put the link again in the show notes, check that out if you haven't already, but I know plenty of you have. Um, and again, that's like a six week course or it's six, a six part course. You can work on it as, as quickly or as slowly as you want. Um, but really trying to take your fitness, your mindset, your health, your morning routine, all these different things and optimize them as best as possible. So you can turn up in your career, in your business, in your family as the best version of yourself. 
And um, the other one um, was on supplements. What we didn't have in the course, but since then we developed a relationship with a company called Ape Nutrition. And I really like the guys there. Um, the team really know how the world works. And I think that's really important. And they came up with a, um, a great supplement for men, which is uh, works on hormone production and sexual health and improves those for men with testosterone. And it's called Optimized Male. Um, so again, we'll put that in the show notes and we write about it in our e-letter and have done as well. Um, because again, you know, supplements can't um, replace the, the foods that you should be eating, but they can certainly help to supplement kind of, um, you know, your diet and ultimately help you with, uh, you know, with the way that your body is working and the way that you are feeling even more importantly. Um, next one is cancel culture. So again, we've talked about this uh, on and off on the podcast and I've noticed in recent days, I mean, it just doesn't stop where you'll have certain people, if they don't like someone's views, then it can't just be, hey, I don't like their views, but they're um, you know, entitled to them. It has, if we don't like their views, we must try and shut their business down, shut their website down, shut their PayPal accounts down, that kind of thing we've seen happening. And um, one of the publications that I read has recently had its PayPal account shut because some people don't like what they say, which I think is really interesting because um, I've learned, especially in the last few years, that there's so many people around you and there's always going to be that have got different opinions to me, but I like to listen to those opinions and wonder if I'm going to learn something as opposed to saying, well, you can't just say those things. Um, so let me know what you think. If you've seen cancel culture around or you've been affected by it, hit, uh, hit reply or email me. Let me know what uh, your thoughts are. Um, role models for men. So we're going to write an e-letter about this in the coming weeks. Um, I was letting all the, uh, the funeral stuff died down in the UK because everybody goes a bit bonkers and is uh, too busy looking at screens to uh, to pay attention to anything else. But that seems to be just uh, kind of dying off now, pardon the pun. Therefore, um, in the next few weeks, we'll be looking at role models for men. And that's an interesting one, isn't it? Again, I'd love you, if, if, uh, if you've got time, to email me or comment under, if, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, and tell me one, two, three, or a couple of role models you think that are good for men, you know, these days, that men in their 20s and 30s. I've got my own ideas for it, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of guys out there who I don't even know exist and never even heard of. So I'd love to hear um, who you think could be a good uh, role model. Now, talking about role models, uh, it can't have escaped your attention that uh, we have a new king, uh, King Charles III. Um, I've heard other uh, derogatory terms of King Charles III, but let's stick with the official line of the third with these funny sausage fingers that he has. Um, but is he a good role model? Uh, we will be writing about that, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, through a, uh, a special loophole, um, he doesn't have to pay inheritance tax, apparently, um, which was something that the royal family put in place uh, a while ago. Isn't that interesting? So there's a good role model to start with is a bit of tax avoidance is uh, is your first thing. Now, I don't agree with paying most of the taxes. I think they're a complete scam. But when the uh, the man that's supposed to be kind of looked up to by everybody, um, you know, swerves his own tax, then uh, questions, I think, should be asked. But his big job, I think, at the moment, um, apart from get some more funky suits, is to galvanize the country. Um, I, in my years of you know, paying attention to what's going on in the world. I don't think I've ever seen a time where people are seen more divided, which is really upsetting because, you know, I think the one thing that the, we'll say the world or the country needs at the moment is um, a bit of unity. And there's so many people arguing about this, arguing about that, pitched against each other, be it politically, 
be it um, you know during lockdowns and all the COVID stuff that happened. Some people are arguing left, right, and centre about what should be happening there, um, and it's a real shame because I think it saps people's energy. It certainly saps my fucking energy if I ever waste my time looking at it. Um, so yeah, galvanising the country should be one of the things that the king should be looking to do. Whether he'll do that or just carry on pushing his um, favourite green agenda with the World Economic Forum is another matter. Anyway, we will cover that in your letter. Again, the link will be in the show notes if you don't receive it already. The next thing I want to talk about is the podcast. So yeah, we're up to 114 episodes. We've got some epic guests coming up. Um, one of the um, interviews I have just arranged or agreed to is going to be in November. And I've been asked this question before. If there was one person or who's the one person um, you could have on your podcast, you know, in the world, who would it be? And this, I promise you, is the guy. So he will be um, on in November. So in a couple of, couple of months to wait because um, he's so busy and he's traveling and doing stuff. But um, that will be one to uh, make sure you catch. Um, also, th this last weekend, it's funny because sometimes people come into my existence that, um, you know, I'd never heard of before. But I met a guy at the weekend who's got a really, really interesting story. And one of the big ones of that is that he went for over five years being completely barefoot, which is pretty impressive, to be honest. Um, and I would say that like most things in life, most people haven't got a clue what that entails and the benefits and you know the drawbacks and all the different things that go with it they'll have an opinion but i would say it's an uninformed opinion a bit like a lot of things that are going on in the world at the moment um so i'm going to drag him on the podcast in the next couple of weeks um a because he knows a lot about um men and how our bodies are conditioned and how we can do things to optimize them with movement strength etc but again really interesting story because when you talk to people and say oh he didn't wear shoes for five years some people have their tiny minds blown they cannot comprehend how you could do that especially through the winter um because your feet might get cold oh no and stuff like that so yeah we'll be getting him on um in the next couple of weeks so i'll let you know about that um but i always say if there is someone that you think would be great for the podcast no snowflakes someone that's really interesting a guy who's maybe you know been through some turmoil and has come out really well the other side or living his version of an epic life in this country as in in the uk or abroad doesn't matter where it is um, let me know. Feel free to suggest, um, you know, send me their details and I'll have a look. And also don't be upset if I decide they're not quite right for the pod. I have had that where you're like, yeah, it looks interesting, but maybe not quite our right vibe. So, yeah, feel free to um, recommend uh, guests if you if you know them. Um, next one was a question about morning routine. So, um, you know, we cover the morning routine in the energy protocol course. I uh, always say that the best morning routines are ones that are flexible. You know, you cannot got to move i'm sitting on my foot and it's gone numb you cannot be too rigid um in your morning routine uh, the only thing you want to be rigid about in the morning is if your partner's in bed with you but that is another story so for me at the moment morning routine looks like this um, at 5 45 my alarm goes off but when you get used to waking up at the same time which i try and do i wake up naturally a few minutes before that as opposed to having the cortisol raising beep 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 of your alarm um, on that don't have an alarm that is really you know, uh, abrupt, if that makes sense. Try and have something that is gentle to start off with, as opposed to kind of, you know, it grabbing you by the lapels and shaking you awake. So 5.45 or just before I usually get out of bed, I've learned also to build in a little window of time. So it's not like every five minutes I'm doing this because you're guaranteed to fuck that up and fail. So it will be between 5.45 and getting downstairs, I'll spend five to 10 minutes meditating and breathing. Usually the house is at the moment, um, the nights are drawing in and the mornings are darker. So the house is pretty much just about dark, which is quite nice actually, just to sit quietly whilst the kids are still asleep. Um, all you can hear is the ticking of a clock 
sitting down and actually doing meditation and breathing just for five minutes. I'm crap at meditating. We've had some epic guests on who've talked about it. Um, and I've gone fits and starts of doing that with mixed success, but I'm getting better at it. And actually, as Tim Hayes said last week on the podcast, you know, you've got to look at this over the course of months, not uh, a few days to say, oh, it's not working for me. Often with meditation, um, especially when guys start off, you'll end up just with other thoughts running through your mind. And it's not about trying to put all thoughts to the back of your mind, because as soon as you do that, you'll think, oh, I've done it. And therefore you've spoiled it. So for me, I literally um, like visualize uh, clouds going over the sky. So in a way, like whilst I'm thinking about that, the rest of the internal chatter gets put away. Um, so yeah, meditation first and just gentle breathing. I then generally build in about half an hour where I'm doing either exercise and just some gentle stretching. You can call it yoga Pilates. I don't care what you want to call it. It's my version of it where it will be body weight stuff um, just to wake the body up. So you're not necessarily pushing the body too hard, but you're waking the body up, getting it moving in ways that it hasn't been for probably seven or eight hours whilst you've been asleep. Um, I will have also put the kettle on and I will have made myself a warm water with apple cider vinegar. Again, we cover this in the energy protocol course about the options to have first thing in the morning. And I always say, I don't like apple cider vinegar, but I know it's really beneficial to me. So I kind of literally, you know, suck it up, um, literally and, uh, and get on with it. <clears throat> Although there is some, I think Waitrose, I think it is, but I might be wrong do an apple cider vinegar where it is slightly sweetened. So you're kind of cheating, but again, you're still getting some health benefit as opposed to nothing at all. Um, the other thing I do before I sit at my desk um, is actually plan my day. So I always have, I've got it here, but a, a uh, notepad, which I carry around with me when I remember, because of course, through the day, you'll be thinking, oh, I must do this, 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 and then it goes out your head. Boop. So I have that as, a, as an idea capture system um, which comes back to the book, Getting Things Done, that we spoke about a long time ago on the podcast, where you talk about doing a, a, a brain dump. Um, and in fact, I started working with a guy doing mentoring with him um, at the start of this week. We spent two hours uh, together on, um, on the medium of Zoom, magic of Zoom. And one of the things we'd spoken about was in his business doing a, a brain dump. So um, if that sounds interesting to you, then feel free to ask me some more questions about it. Um, so if you if you break that down, that comes back to my move, breathe, think and drink, which is the morning routine um, talk that I do to kind of, you know, corporate customers to um, help them transform their day. So we have the move with the exercise, the breathe, the breathing, think being planning your day and drink being kind of you know, fueling your body with something nourishing before you hit coffee or something like that. Um, so that is the morning routine currently. And it has been massively subject to change whilst we were going through, um, whilst we have two kids and then uh, our first ones didn't sleep much until he was one and then he was fine. Our other child, our other son, basically has hardly had more than about five full nights sleep in three years. And if there's one thing that's guaranteed to fuck up your morning routine is having a shite night's sleep the night before because you go to bed with these big intentions of, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do this, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And then you get woken up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Uh, and of course, the next morning you wake up feeling like a zombie. So that's sure been a challenging time. But even having the simplified morning routine helped me in those difficult times to go, OK, what have I got to do? I've got to move, breathe, think and drink. Uh, it's memorable, achievable um, and flexible. So that's what we're looking for. Uh, Next one, someone asked about, now this was a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't get to cover it on the podcast. And it's always a good question of like, what's your biggest regret? Um, now, probably some of my relationships I regret, but 
Um, my biggest regret, I would say, is not learning how the world works sooner. So in my 20s and 30s, we've talked about phases of life, but in my 20s and 30s, I would say I was too busy in, to my mid-30s. You know, I was just interested in football, girls, money, gym. That's pretty much it. You know, a few other bits and family. But generally, that's what my life revolved around was, you know, work and making money, um, dating, find, trying to find someone to spend the rest of your life with, um, going to the gym and trying to create a body that was, you know, strong so I could cope with anything the world throws at me. But I can't say I did much delving deeply into how the world works. And I would use that as a as health as well as your mindset. And actually, one of the big ones is the financial system. I've worked in the financial, uh, let's call it, you know, a cog in the wheel of the finance system for 20 years and probably didn't have a clue how it actually really worked on the grand scheme of things until I left. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, I was really blinkered um, and probably said some really stupid stuff because I didn't, I thought I understood how the world worked, but I didn't. And now I think I have a better handle on it. Um, so there you go. Biggest regret, lear not learning how the world works sooner, especially the financial system. Um, but the other one was about what's the hardest thing you've ever done. Um, and you know what? I, I've really struggled with this one. I think um, probably for me, leaving the city was one of the hardest things. Now, it wasn't hard to do because it's not like because I loved it and I didn't want to leave. I was done with it and ready to leave. But it's very hard um, when you know, you're staring at the abyss, as it were, and wondering what exactly you're going to do. Um, so that was a really tough one. And the other part was, you know, since I left the city, we've had various challenges like having a disastrous house renovation, having say a little one that hardly ever slept at night, which just you know slowly drips away your um, mindset. So there's plenty of things that get thrown at you. But again, the biggest thing for me was about having a strong mindset so that I would say whatever gets thrown at me, um, I will you know be able to take it and react to it as best I can. Um, now, we were talking about books a couple of podcasts ago. And again, someone asked me and I thought I'd save it for this one. At the moment, I'm reading not fully I'm dipping in and out because I like doing that but a book called your body believes every word you say it's by and I can never pronounce it Barbara Hoberman Levine if that's right who cares um but I just wanted to read you page 118 a couple of helpful reminders was about the words you say to yourself so for example you know if you say to someone don't get sick and um, don't get sick you're better off saying stay well if you say someone like don't forget the milk you're better off saying bring home some milk and it's all these little things that it's reframing what you're saying. And think about the, the words you say to yourself. Now, a classic one for me is I used to have a lot of lower back issues, which incidentally have cleared up since I started going um, wearing uh, vibrant barefoot uh, trainers or pretty much with zero heel on them. Interestingly enough, uh, most of my back issues disappeared after that. But I always used to say this saying, which would be, oh, my back's killing me. Oh, my back's killing me. Now, saying that over and over and over again is literally like affirmations to let your body know that your back is slowly killing you, which is not a great thing to do. Um, so it's interesting to think about your own um, internal dialogue, whether you say it out loud or in your head, um, voices in your head. What are you saying to yourself and what effect can that have on you? So I hear other people now because I've become mindful of it. I would hear other people using kind of negative language on themselves and they don't even realize they're doing it. And it's not up to me to keep pointing out because that might look, look like a right cock. But it's interesting to hear and think, 
wow, I wonder how many years and how many thousands of times that person has told themselves or their children or partner or something, something that actually isn't kind of helping them um, uh, in life. So really interesting book, Your Body Believes Every Word You Say. Um, funny enough, the chapter straight after what I was reading is all about how you talk to children and helping them with their self-esteem. So uh, again, it's it's a fairly old book, but um, you know these things are, you find these days, some of the older books are absolutely golden um, if you go back and spend your time reading them. Uh, so that was a helpful reminders. Um, now, we'll be back with a podcast in two weeks' time. But the one thing I wanted to leave you with is I know that for many people, times are tough at the moment. I mean, fucking hell, energy bills as much as anything else um, have gone absolutely bonkers. Um, and we were like, well, what could we do to be, you know, to be helpful and provide some more value, uh, you know, beyond the, the kind of free resources and the, and the paid things? So one of them is, you know, I do mentoring with guys and I select a few people who um, some live locally to me, some are abroad. But what we wanted to offer was for one guy, we would pretty much sponsor a, a free mentoring session. So if you're listening to this and you've managed to stay till the end, you know, if you email me with what your challenge is or what it is you want to move faster on, and I look at the replies, I'll pick one, which I think, um, you know, sounds like that, that guy's really actually going to take action. And I'll get back to you and we'll jump on Zoom for an hour, um, assuming you're not local to me, but jump on Zoom for an hour. And I will do my best to work through, uh, you know, whatever challenge you've got, whatever problem is going on um, and get it sorted for you or at least get you realigned and moving back in the right direction. So you feel like you're making progress. Um, so the best way to do that is just to email me. So it's Anthony at wholemanacademy.com. Um, and depending on how many you get, I will, I will do my best to respond to everybody so that they know what's happening. But, um, you know, maybe I'll pick another one next month and we'll give you a free mentor, uh, free mentoring session which usually would be, you know, quite a few hundred quid to help you move faster with something that you find challenging. Um, that should be about it for today. We've covered lots of bits. Again, any questions, you know where I am. Um, and remember, the world needs strong men. Right, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Remember to sign up to our game-changing weekly e-letter that's read by men around the world. Sign up at wholemanacademy.com forward slash movement. Until next time.